to go downtown. Downtown, hey! Downtown. You're about to go downtown. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown World Podcast, Don't Waste No Time With Negativity. Now, today we have True Queen, one of the first queens truly that ever like believed in me when it came to this platform, creating, building, and just not really questioning my dreams or vision. <laughs> so we have Shandal Shan, digital marketing guru, goddess, because like serial entrepreneur, honestly, girl, it's so hard to just even put a label on you. And I love that because you're just here to help people and use whatever skills you have to help them to be better creators and entrepreneurs so love that welcome Shandel Shan everyone thank you so much I appreciate you and we haven't talked in so long I remember the first episode we did so it's been years since then and I'm just excited to be here and to update and to see you grow on your journey as well so the evolution is beautiful between you know, what we've both been able to do since the last time we spoke. No, thank you. I really like heavy because especially when women give me an opportunity that of course are like excelling in their career and they don't really have to look back. You're one of those women that you never like left me behind. Whatever opportunities you could bring my way, you did. And it's very important for people to hear me say that, you know, I do like, I feel like I'd let you know, I love you a lot, but it's important for me to say that publicly because we need to normalize more women showing each other love and it not being a catty behavior and nothing that you have given to me. I don't think it's taken away from you, but I think it's only shot Sean more of a light on you because wherever I go and I can bring your name. And I feel like that's what it's all about. <laughs> that is right. what it's all like any I have gotten some of my best opportunities from other people mentioning my names in rooms that I'm not in I learned that at a really early stage in my career Uh, like you said I'm a serial entrepreneur so you know I've done traditional business I've moved into like understanding the financial world and then I've moved into like just solely like digital marketing because that's where I get people the best results and stuff like that but you know, just seeing both of us evolve and being able to support each other as time goes on and have other people mention our names in rooms and stuff like that. Like the, there's no gatekeeping out here. You know what I mean? There's been times actually where people haven't responded to me well and they think I'm a very catty person. Um, and I think, I think I'm just very, um, I'm very like intuitive. So sometimes I'll feel like that catty energy coming from somebody else and I'll just immediately be like, this is not, you know, my people, but there's stuff for somebody else. And people will associate that with not wanting to work with that girl or anything, but yeah. you know, business is business. And sometimes we know, we know, you know, who our people are, who are comfortable putting out, say your name in any room, you know, cause I know yes. you're really good at what you do. I can't co-sign everybody, but I'm not going to yes. gatekeep information. I'll just like yes. give it away. No, I love how you put that. And, you know, shout outs to the guys that I had to put in their place and they wanted to tell me how I need to go listen to Kevin Samuels. And I'm like, dude, you're not even a high value man. Get out, get out of my DMs. No, no, no. We don't play those clips. We scroll past those 13 second reels. I love it. I love it. So a standard question that we do ask here at Downtown World is, of course, the platform, don't waste no time with negativity. Negativity is all around no matter how much 
you try to avoid it. You know, people try me because they're like, you're supposed to be all about positivity. I'm like, girl, you will find out. (laughs) So I would love to know a situation, which I'm sure you have many, Shandell, where it was definitely negative, hands down. And you found a way, you might have even surprised yourself and you did not waste any time with negativity. Yes. There's been many times where I've surprised myself. Um, You know, I think being in business since I was about, I started navigating business. I don't want to say being in business because I think sometimes when we just start in business, we're like, yeah, we're in business. Business. And then, then you know, now I'm 29 and I'm looking back and I'm like, yeah, I was in business. I was in business, but what I know now, the principles of business in comparison to then, very much so different. Um, And so I've had to evolve, you know, my communication skills, my relationship building skills. Uh, A lot of people oftentimes say, you know, never want to burn a bridge. You know, I've learned to not really go by those cliches, like full, like throughout my whole entire day, every day, I'm thinking of a new cliche as to why I can't give up or why I can't burn a bridge. And I'm just like, burn that bridge because sometimes you do need to burn the bridge you know so it's taking like a lot of the business cliche things that you know I've heard over time that maybe kind of keep me in a certain space to be like nah that's really not what I need to be telling myself I need to you know really adapt to not respond to bad energy and stuff like that when things come up that don't go your way in business I think the biggest thing is um ending client relationships has been the biggest thing as I moved forward in business. Um, I've found that like eventually there comes a time I'm a person that, you know, when you kind of get me on your team, you want to keep me on your team. Oh my gosh, girl, you're speaking because I'm struggling with that right now. So I'm all ears. I'm listening. (laughs) And um, it's nothing against the clients that I eventually have had to sever ties with. Sometimes it's been on good terms. Sometimes it's been on bad terms, but all the times that it was on bad terms, it taught me how to potentially end a relationship on a good term and literally still have that relationship and it be completely positive. Even if, you know, it got to a point where I'm like, I think you need to do this, or I think you need to do that. And I think I'm no longer the person for it because I'm moving into this direction right now. And it's beautiful to be able to, you know, tell a client that although I've, you know, worked with you for the last six months, the last nine months, the last two years, this is the direction that I'm going in. And oftentimes people could get like really upset, you know, they're losing one of their key team members. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it could get ugly, yeah. you know, and to have, you know, that communication where both people, both parties are so respectful of each other and so grateful for each other and just wish each other the best. And then that's where the communication like ends for the time being in the terms of the professional relationship It's beautiful. And then you could, you know, hit them up a month from now and be like, when you're in town, like, you know, come for a drink or something like that. We'll get champagne, lunch, dinner. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, this client doesn't like me because of this or this and that. Like, it could still be on good terms. So I think it's, you know, ending client relationships on good terms when you do need to end a contract. You know, there could be so many reasons why you need to end a contract. And sometimes it's very much so not personal and you just need to do it for your business and your time, like time freedom. Right. And so it's just been beautiful to navigate situations, not so much the ugly ones, but they were lessons learned. Um, Luckily I kept my composure in those scenarios as well, where, you know, I probably could have exploded. I kind of was like, all right, lesson learned check. I actually have a list. I can see it right now (laughs) where I list 
people that I have exchanged business services with and I've done business with and I write the qualities that I like about them and I write the qualities that I didn't really enjoy about them yeah um no one sees (laughs) it's for my own personal use no very smart yeah yeah and um I actually design like my you know ideal customer avatar of who I actually want to work with based off of not what I think or what I'm asking people want from me but really at a point where it's like who do I want to work with and what does that look like you know and you find a lot of similarities in terms of the people that you know you do want to work with and people that did you know rub you the wrong way or had a bad business relationship with in the long run no that is who spot on and this is why Chandel Shand is the goat people because it's like you've touched on so much and I'm you know here we say eat fruit mind your business so you're given a lot of fruit <laughs> a lot of fruit <laughs> I just take note on things and stuff like that you just go about your business and there's contracts for things like that so exactly. like, eat fruit mind your business and make sure you have your contracts in order and <laughs> there's really no negativity for you to give because so I'll share I'll share one of my I, I'm, um, mistakes with you And please use me as a live example if you'd like to just correct on what you just explained, because also what I'm finding my issue is on top of having to look at this client list now and be like, you know what, this person don't really, you know, really fits my roster anymore. And it's, as you said, nothing personal, it's just direction you're going in and being that person, because we're both September babies. So I know we both do this where yes, the contract says this, and this is what we agreed on, but I can't help but do more than what I was asked. And they've now, as a client, become, I don't want to say entitled, but feeling like that is the norm. And then having to go and piggyback and go back to the terms and understanding that when I choose to go above and beyond, it's because I choose to do so, and it is not a requirement. Yes, yes. Did, did you express that to them? Not yet. <laughs> I'm like, that was really smooth. That went over well. That's good. You're like, I said that in my head. And so I'm working I it out <laughs> of writing emails. Like I'll write a bunch of emails and I won't send them. Like my drafts folder probably has some like very triggering nonsense emails, literally, uh, because like, I'll think like, okay, how am I going to say this? What's the best way of saying this is right now the best time, you know, like, is that person going to say like, I do bad business? Like there's all these worries, you know what I mean? Um, And yeah, we just keep them in the draft folder. It's interesting. Sometimes when I have kept them in the draft folder and stuff like that, I never actually press sense. I think just that energy of even putting it out there for the time being, we're now creating space for just what can come if we were to even press send on that email. So maybe sometimes we don't even need to press send on the email because sometimes it's come around full circle to be like, oh, I didn't have to press send on the email. And I'm thinking like, thank God I didn't press send on the email. It's happened to me more than a couple of times, you know? Um, And not that the emails were terrible. It just probably would have, you know, the end result would have been just like slightly different when it just worked out anyways. And you're just sitting there like, oh, okay. (laughs) This is great. Yeah. So hopefully it just kind of magically works out for you. But like write that draft, see if this technique works. I don't know. This is just, you know manifestation stuff that depending on who you are you may try or not so that brings me to another very important part of what you do what I see you express and what many of us uh, entrepreneurs and creators go through which is setting those healthy boundaries 
what <laughs> what advice could you shed towards that because that is one of the things I could say I, I admire most about you like and even the times when you had to make boundaries with me I've never taken it personal because as I continuously say I understand how it goes right uh what are some of the ways that you know you've learned to be okay with setting those healthy boundaries mm-hmm uh, would you want me to direct this to like, because there's boundaries in so many different areas in my life for this. Let's point. go with um, social media, because I know sometimes you literally have to announce to people because I know they're probably hounding you that, yeah. hey, I'm going to be off. This is where I'll be at LinkedIn, something holler at me, but you will not see me here. Let's speak on that. Yeah, literally. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with uh, actually post pandemic with when it comes to that. Uh, I think I'm more available now and my boundaries are a little bit lower now that I'm kind of coming out of my post pandemic thinking, you know, I know a lot of people are still experiencing things. So I'm not going to act like the pandemic isn't still currently, you know, happening. Um, But just for my personal self, you know, the last two years in Canada was extremely difficult with mental health even prior to the pandemic, you know, I'm a person that speaks on mental health. I started my social media platform actually speaking about mental health and all of those things. And then so to have something like a pandemic happen, you know, I had to I had to pivot like a lot of other entrepreneurs, right? So it was no longer wanting to show up on social media and post constantly and be, you know, so be social that's what Instagram is and if you're using it correctly you're being social so you know for me I didn't really want to be as social as I was before I didn't want to you know say this is what I'm doing in my day start to finish I'm I I used to always post like I'm in LA I'm in Las Vegas I'm in Texas like you know I haven't been to any of those places since I'm actually going on my first uh real trip you know throughout the last couple years uh, to Florida at the end of this month, you know, so yeah. that's exciting. I'm like, oh, very, you know, the gods very. are singing. Um, but yeah, it was just really about p- pivoting business and having to make it now work for me a little bit more than having to kind of always show up. Cause like, I mean, I'm in my house. I did my hair today, I but <laughs> normally I know it's like hair, hair's up. Like I'm behind the scenes doing my digital marketing thing. I don't need to be in front of the camera. So what I had done is I pivoted into more high ticket things. You know, so because I realized as I kept on niching down, 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 you know, digital marketer, I'm this, I'm that, I know social media, but it's like, where do I get the best result for people? And for me, it became email marketing because I'm a person that loves to lead with results. And I see the results that people are able to get with, you know, my strategy behind email marketing and stuff like that. And yes, social media plays a big role, um, but email marketing, I can be completely behind the scenes and I can get the most amount of return for people. So why not stay in that area and have those results and be able to show those results to people to say, this is why I charge this much because like you're getting it back okay. off with one email, depending on your contact list, yeah. you know? So the return on investment is really important for entrepreneurs. Sometimes, you know, people say it's kind of like shady to sell the return on investment to be like, you're going to make X amount of dollars. And before I used to be slightly hesitant because there's no way of guaranteeing if I help you with your social media, you're going to make this amount of money. And you don't have to sell a service that returns on investment for people. But for me, it's important to me. Like, yeah. I like making people, I like, mm-hmm. I like helping people make money. I yeah. like money. 
So I like to help people make money. So with the email marketing, you know, I was able to, you know, show people the value behind it without being the person posting all of the time. It was really about like, look at what I have done. This is what people are saying. You know, I could take that to LinkedIn and I don't have to be going all crazy finding people to download, you know, this for $20, sign up for a masterclass for $47, join my workshop. That's nine, like count me out. You know what I mean? Count me out. Like I will do those things sometimes, but I just didn't want it to be necessary anymore. And so that's how I was able to, you know, pivot into what I'm doing now, which is, you know, niching down to really being an email marketer. But I consider myself a marketing director because I do have a very vast understanding of the whole thing. So creative campaigns can be a lot of fun and I participate on them. But yeah, it was really just about understanding, you know, what you need to do for yourself in the business. Like we're all trying to survive during a pandemic. People are acting like they're all just rich. Out yeah, here. like it's normal out here. I'm like, all right, you got you go flex. I'll send you the transit number and everything. Yeah. You know literally put me on payroll um but the reality is a lot of people were struggling a lot of people's you know I had clients where their their in-person headquarters and their shops are shutting down so if their in-person stores brick and mortars are shutting down they're of course having to you know be online marketing doing their whole e-commerce thing online like pushing products online and stuff but it affects their business it affects the client's mental health like what number lockdown is this province in and exactly. I have international clients so at times I was speaking to people in Atlanta that weren't experiencing anything yeah yeah I don't want to say we're experiencing the pandemic no, seriously I get what you're saying we know what we're saying. talking about yeah um they were outside yeah you know outsiders um, yep outsiders yeah and I can't wait to get to Atlanta actually <laughs> right um, but then people in Montreal there's people in Ontario uh, you know, I actually have a team that works with me because uh, I'm not a graphic designer. Everybody yeah. think, you know, digital marketers know social media, graphic design, website, yeah. coding, digital ads, like whatever else falls under the spectrum. You know, so I have like I have digital marketer. I have digital marketer, graphic designers that are in Brazil, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's not just for the offshore hiring. It's like actually my homies that I've met online and they do really good graphic design. So I pay them pretty well to do the graphic design for me because I'm not a graphic designer. Mm -hmm. So it's like even having those boundaries with myself of like understanding where your, you know, strong suit is like, I'm not a graphic designer. So Mm -hmm. I don't now want to create that. Like I'm not going to burn myself out trying to create graphics when I have a graphic designer, but they're in a whole nother country. You know, we have an admin in a different place. Like it can get crazy in the pandemic, you know? So it's just having those um, boundaries of what's really going to serve you. Because like, as you can hear, like there's so much going on, you got to make it work for you, you know, instead of just playing that I'm rich rat race on social media, you know? No, definitely. And, you know, to piggyback and just summarize a bit more of what you're saying for those who have missed that fruit is it's important to do a lot of self-reflection. And we have to continuously look at ourselves, feel our vibe, look at our environment and be like, okay, what can I handle right now? Who can I give the best results? Because I feel like if you're not doing that, then you're moving selfishly and you're not giving people the best results. And that's what converts it into greed. So 1000%. Yeah, actually, I'll just to quickly touch on what you said uh, at the beginning of last year. And I think this played a big role in my personal growth, you know, always hitting different 
pinnacles of personal growth. But I think another step for me up the ladder was I heard on Clubhouse in a room um, by one of my, you know, good friends that I got the pleasure to like network with uh, through Clubhouse. And, you know, we still keep that sisterly bond. Uh, her name is Chef Amira and she hosts some great, you know, like spiritual rooms. You know, she's actually, uh, I forget what it's actually called, like a some type of like, I don't want to call it the wrong name. Let me not yeah. say anything. Yeah. But you know, she is a celebrity chef, um, but specializes in like spirituality and things like herbs and things that heal while cooking and stuff like that. Like so holistic? Zoom, it's like a holistic. Yeah. But I think she has a special, special name, for name for it. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little you. bit of, you know, sprinkle a little bit special on there. So I don't want to call it the wrong name. I'll, yes. I'll send it to your DM. <laughs> but um basically in her clubhouse room she knows she has some really powerful high frequency goddesses and truly just everybody that feels comfortable joining her clubhouse rooms and something that was shared by one of her mentors was you know I I only pour from my overflow Mm. and I, I only heard people say up until that point oh like glass half full glass half empty you know what mm-hmm. I mean and you're just they're like oh which way do I look at life half full or half empty or like you know I only pour, like I only pour from a full glass and I'm just like I don't even want to pour from a full glass anymore I want to pour from my overflow I want to pour from my overflows overflow you can get that you know because especially you know being different from 24 25 to 29 like your life is moving in different directions different. <laughs> Oh, you have different concerns. You know, I would hope that you have different concerns. <laughs> we hope. <laughs> we hope. So, you know, you just have to have those boundaries with yourself. And honestly, you have to give yourself grace, I think, as well as you're, as you're growing into these different ages that's no longer, you know, maybe 19, wanting to show up constantly and like, ah, social media is just so much fun. Let me record my friend walking. Let me record this. Let me record this. Like, like I'm triggered. Not, phone is not new. You know, I've been using right? it for so long. Right. So realistically, you know, it's just about giving yourself grace. Like, don't feel bad. Like, as you're getting closer to your 30s, and you might not want to show up the same way as you did when you were, you know, 20 under 25. Yeah. It's completely natural. You know what I mean? At least for me. So I think I'm speaking. If you're if you're just about 30, 30-ish, you know, and you don't want to do the whole social media thing. <laughs> As much as you did before, you know, really set those boundaries with yourself, set your boundaries with the audience, you know, maybe find a platform that's working a little bit better for me, for you, you know, people are underestimating LinkedIn constantly. It really just depends on who you're trying to attract, what you're trying to do, you know, and it might be a little bit of a risk to actually, because my whole life was on Instagram. So it is a little bit of a risk to take that time off. Some people can't afford to. You know, like I had the privilege to, I have, you know, a two income household. Uh, so I was able to, I was able to make that shift and I don't have any biological kids. So it does make a difference. It also, you know, I recognize those different privileges and understand that it could be different for each entrepreneur. You know, it's yes. going to be different for a woman that has three kids as a single yes. mother. It's going to be different. It's going to be different for a single father with one child, you know, yes. it's going to be different. So, you know, fit it to your lifestyle. That's one thing about like marketing gurus, marketing experts. I feel like they always share information, even entrepreneurs as a whole, they share very one-sided information of like, this is cookie cutter, do this. Yeah. How can I tell you what boundaries you need to set? Set for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or how can I tell you what the next best move is in your business? You know, so it's really, really customized, you know, customized to your own life. 
So very early on, you know, I'll say I definitely overstood that I wasn't going to rely my business solely on uh, social media platforms. I very early, I, I knew it was a great marketing tool, but I need to have my own home, which is www.downtownworld.com. And with that as well, you know, it wasn't the most popular thing. A lot of people tried to like talk me out of it. Why do you have a website, girl? Just make yeah. this, just make this land um, Instagram page. Girl, yeah. you have your Facebook, you'll be fine. I'm like, don't tell me what to do with mine. I'm, I'm good because I know I have people like you and other beautiful queens in my corner. And I believe what they say because y'all get results. Yeah. So with that being said, slowly as we continue on, the panini comes and Instagram is shutting down or you go on Twitter and Twitter is shut down or Facebook is shut down. And then it became the buzzword for people to be building their mailing list. But I will yes. say from the jump, I knew Chandel Shan was like, build your email list. Yeah. So I've always been a fan of this email. Always. No I matter what you're venturing right into it. Yeah. So if you can, because I know it's literally one of like the pillars of what you do, but just speak on the importance of the email <laughs> and building that email list as an entrepreneur. Yeah, um, as an entrepreneur, it's important to build that email list because honestly, if I didn't have an email list, the pivot would have been a lot harder. Um, you know, I'm very experienced with email marketing, so I know how to you know take a previous list that's interested in one thing and maybe see who might be interested in this new thing, but do it in a way that is tasteful and not like cheesy, like, oh, you knew me for this, but now I'm going to do this. So the pivot can be done with any email list, um, whatever they're interested in, as long as they know you because they signed up for you, or generally speaking for the free thing that you were offering. <laughs> uh, but they still they still know you, you know, yeah. so that they wouldn't be a complete stranger. I love uh, list building. But everybody talks about list building. If you notice the top email marketers, they talk, educators, they talk about list building because list building is important because not only you're going to have your retention, but people are eventually going to fall off, right? You're not going to be able to retain all of those email, email customers that you have. So that's why they tell you to build that list, constantly be building that list because eventually people are going to fall off. My kind of logic of this is even though it's important to build your list, I really love catering to the people that you already have and understanding what list you do have. Because I've seen people with 200 people, I've seen people with a thousand people, and you wouldn't believe how much money people are able to make with those, those specific lists. As long as you're sending them relevant contents, you're really segmenting them. Segmenting would be, you know, making smaller audiences. You know, like, for example, for you, for your podcast, you know, maybe you have listeners that just like to watch video. Sorry, maybe you have listeners that just want to listen. Yeah. And maybe you have people that want to view. Yeah. Maybe you have people that love your merch and maybe yeah. you're dropping something new. And so you're only going to talk to the people that actually want your merch, because yeah. why would you send your merch to people that just want to watch or just exactly. want to listen? It's more likely that if you send it to the people that do love your merch, you're going to have higher open rates, click rates, more likely for people to refer you, all of those things. And I mean, you can still try and sell that merch to the viewers and to the listeners, but you're going to do that in a different way, just a slightly different way. Hey, I know you like to watch my podcast. Hey, I know you like to listen to my podcast. Yeah. You might like this shirt. 
yeah. whatever it could be, you know, but just making that personalized, customized experience where somebody's opening an email and they're like, how does she know that about me? Like, you know, when Facebook ads get you or something oh, you're man. Like, all the time that. and now I'm seeing this like, how do they know? But all these big, uh, all these big data firms, you know, that are collecting all of this Facebook data and stuff like that. As a small business owner, as a podcast, actually, a lot of podcasters have been reaching out to me lately about email marketing because podcasting is no longer just podcasting. Podcasting is its own business within its. Oh, yeah. It's limitless. It's limitless. There's so many avenues. We can't even talk about that yet. Right. (laughs) So a lot of podcasters are reaching out to me to build these lists and find out this information that exactly that I've shared here, which is, you know, the viewers, the listeners, the merch buyers. Yeah. you know, the people that want to join a loyalty program, all of those things, you know, so I'm big on building the list because you will lose people off your subscriber list, but that's a good thing. If you lose people off your subscriber list list, I actually personally um, wash people from my list uh, so that it can be, you know, mainly engaged as yeah. much as engaged as possible you know, I don't want to be sending emails to people that actually don't care to hear from me. So it's important to make sure that there's those thresholds, there's ways to do it uh, in the back end of like your automations and stuff like that does get a little bit more advanced from there. I love nerd talk. (laughs) I'm like, oh, we're about to nerd out for sure when it comes to email marketing. That's probably why I love it because I'm a huge nerd. Um, But yeah, it's it's coming up with not only building the list and, you know, how do you build the list? There's a million and one people, million and one YouTube videos. There's a million and one educators teaching how to build the list, give out the freebies, do the masterclass, tell people to sign up for, you know, a lower priced uh, workshop, all of the things, you know, sign up for my wait list, all of the things to generate uh, emails. Like mm-hmm. I give you this, you give me my email. I don't really teach that as much because yeah. you could YouTube it. It's the most spammed ad that you'll receive, build your yeah. list, grow your list, do, do, do your list. And it's yeah. so important, but I think there's so much more to it in terms of actually getting the gold from the list that you do have. And, you know, treating those people as if those are your people and you're going to make the most money, you know, social media, I call it like a best friend, Um, but email marketing is like the best friend that you could depend on. Like social media is the one that like sometimes, you know, gets you in trouble, (laughs) but email marketing is the one that's like, no, we got to go this way. Like it's always pushing for you when like email market, when social media you know, dies down. It's my favorite day. Like when it actually crashes, Facebook crashes, my favorite day. Is it bad for us to say that? Oh yeah. So sorry. I shouldn't be saying that publicly. I love you, Instagram. I love you, Facebook. Um, I'm like, ha ha ha. Well, nothing's changed in my day. From it. So like, I hope it doesn't crash. But you know, I can't say that I'm not in a position uh, to maximize off of something like that happening, you know? whether it's through like literally hopping on another app because, you know, I'm active on a couple other ones uh, or whether it's literally just sending out an email for myself and all of my clients, you know, like it's literally, you just start seeing people like get that little evil look like, Oh, Instagram's down. Like they're going to open my email for sure. And shop. So it's a good day of sales when it is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Uh, I know I've asked you this, but guys, bear with us. Our first interview that we ever did was in 2017. And I, I know 
I don't take that lightly because it's such a blessing. What is that? 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. It's five years ago. Yeah. We're still standing. So amen to that. You know, I will ask you over, over the past five years, you know, what is something that you could say has changed the most about the way you operate your business? Mm. It's a really good question. Hold on, let me sit on that. And it's first. so open ended. And I'm sorry to do that to you. <laughs> well, it's a really good one. To say that again, what has been one of the ways that you feel like you've changed the most changed in your business? Business. Um, I think the. I think. It Can I answer the- for you before you answer for yourself? Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I feel like you started putting you first more. I was just about to say that. <laughs> that is exactly what happened. I'm a very giving person. Yes, you are. Um, and yeah, it was completely taken for granted at certain points in business. Um, I like to believe the best in people. Yeah. Uh, so sometimes that can get you in like, you know, just not it could just fool you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not everybody is a nice person at all. Um, And oftentimes they can make you seem like the bad person (laughs) basically very easily. Um, And so I think, you know, I was giving access to me, my time, my information. I just had to think of, okay, like at a certain point in 2017, I had about 200 people I was mentoring. Right now I have four. Jeez. Well, right now I have four. So the difference is understanding that, yeah, okay, that was making me a bunch of money. Like I was, you know, living that way for the time being, and it just wasn't going to be sustainable um, moving into like my next chapter of my life. You know what I mean? So yeah, I had to make a lot of changes, a lot of changes, a lot of realizations. Uh, Like I said, you know, there's been people that have come into my life and have, you know, kind of taken me to that next level in terms of mentorship to have me understand, you know, I have to put me first. There's going to be people for me that receive me well and appreciate me. And so now I wake up to messages that are just constantly like, you know, thank you so much. I'm so grateful for you. You know, you don't have to be doing this and you're doing this. Before yeah. years ago, it was like a sense of entitlement. It was yes. like, where's Chandel? Chandel will do it. Like, and yeah. now I'm just like, who are we calling to do it? Pay them, you Amen. know, and Amen. then pay me to find the person to do it. Amen. Yeah. So it's just about putting myself first, um, moving into a new chapter of my life, you know, going towards my thirties and just wanting that not only just the stability, but the sustainability of, of the business and of your, of yourself and your livelihood and stuff like that. And I think, um, my values have changed basically, you know, moving into my closer to thirties, um, so like I said, it's just like constantly evolving. And, you know, a lot of people did take it personally as I kind of separated myself from that, um, you know, energy of giving so much of me away always and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it was definitely hard to navigate, you know, because yeah. people are so familiar with one thing. And then yeah. when you do things a little bit different, it becomes like you've now taken something away from them. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm taking me away from you. Bro. That's <laughs> yeah that's nice yeah so but it's been great putting myself first I mean I do yoga now love it (laughs) you know I'm more I'm much more um in consistent practice with my meditation 
you know, cooking for myself at home, all the West Indian dishes and stuff like that. I'm taking the time to do that now. So it's, it's really just about, you know, moving into a different age group. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure if all 29 year olds are going to feel like this, but I'm sure a lot probably relate to it basically where you'd rather be comfy, cozy and chilling than giving your time away for so much um, people, so much energy every single day, just draining you. Yeah. You got to put you first Um, and the money will come. The money will come. It will. It will. Um, 1000%, you know, September that passed, I turned 30 and, you know, a lot of things I promised myself and will adhere to for that last like year, the 29 year. It was so important to me. You see what I'm saying? And let me hear yours. (laughs) Well, my, my promise to myself was like, put me more first and be like the year that I'm not holding back anymore because, um, Shonda, this is about you, but to say, (laughs) to say, to say though, that, you know, a lot, a lot of the things you spoke on earlier, I was definitely experiencing that. And also like making myself feel guilty because I know I have these skills and it's not that I don't want to share it with people. It's just, I'm moving in a different direction now. And it's not that I don't want to help you or I want to see you do bad, but it's like the price is up one, like, and a lot of people don't respect that. So like you said, I'm, I'm, creating the hive that they respect that and they understand that the K they knew six, seven years ago is definitely not the K they know now. So, you know, put some respect on my name and me being comfortable even saying that out loud, which was a huge thing for me, right? I let people like walk all over me all the time and just kind of assume what they want to assume about me. And I just let it be, which is, you know, to the most part, I'm not going to tackle everything that comes because I just don't have the time, but just being even comfortable with um, realizing the CEO kind of executive space I'm in now without even realizing that that was what was happening. So valuing myself more for sure. Yeah, for sure. I hear you. I hear you 100%. And I mean, there might be a time where I do want to get back fully in front of the camera and always be, you know, being my silly self back again, traveling more, you know, it's been very difficult with um, COVID and being in Canada, like we've been talking about, you know, so like age doesn't, play a factor all the time but I mean I respect the people that can take a step back and be like yo I really need to get my life in order let's be honest and um it's not always like financially it could be spiritually it could be mentally it could be this that whatever but there's areas that you know we often sometimes need to fix like our credit are this are that there's so many areas that we have you know dug in and fixed ourselves that we can't be the best in every single area and I think that's the difficulty that the internet portrays is that like, we don't know what everybody's credit score is. We don't know what your bank account is. We don't know if you have debt. We don't know if you've got grants. We don't know if you have, you know, old money coming from and, you know, your ancestors or whatever. We don't know. Um, and there's this pressure and this like unrealistic expectations that, you know, say, for example, if I mentor on this, it's like, I have to have all in order where it's like, I don't have everything in my life in order at all times, you know, but am I able to share what I do know to help somebody out? 100%, you know? No, I really love that. Uh, One of my favorite books that I read in my last year of my 20s, um, and if you haven't read it yet, I'll definitely recommend you to get the audiobook, make some time for it. Uh, Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk. Um, I'll definitely say even till now, it's one of my favorite books, and I'm not even like a book 
reader, but when I do have the time, like, you know what I mean? I'm very slow because, you know, we have a lot going on. So to have that time to like really be like, okay, I'm going to read now. But that book, uh, a huge takeaway that I still implement to this day, and I'll share that with you and you guys at home is the difference between having a to-do and having your to-be list. I'm a, I'm a huge list girl, huge list girl. And I know you are as well. And I'm forever writing what I need to do, what I need to get done. And what Jay Shetty explained in that book was after you write that to-do list, you're going to write down what you need to be. And I swear to God, Chandel is one of the things that have, even you were speaking on like me being consistent throughout the pandemic. That was one of the things that had definitely like help yeah. me to stay on that path. Because once I write down all these interviews I got and everything going on, I'm able to be like, okay, I need to be consistent. Uh, I need yeah. to be hydrated. Uh, I need to be <laughs> like, and I write that down seriously. And it has been such, it's so simple, but it has been such a huge help in my life. If you could say, I know I'm putting you on the spot right now, but take just a quick synopsis of your week. What would you say some of the things you feel like you need to be right now? Some of the things I need to be, and I, I've known this for myself for quite some time. I'm, I'm very spontaneous. So sometimes I do, let me not say sometimes, I need to be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really think that I'm extremely disciplined. I'm a person that will always get the job done, but I'm not necessarily extremely disciplined. And I would like to be more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Um disciplined in what way like uh, more disciplined in terms of this is what I'm about to say is you know sometimes I'll take on a project I'll start thinking about it and I'll stop doing it and I'll go back to it I'll do something else I'll go back to it I'm actually a big multitasker and I've learned that multitasking is not actually something humans are actually supposed to be capable of doing but it's something that we do but Mm -hmm. our brain and our body actually doesn't really respond well to multitasking Um, so just understanding certain things like that, I've, you know, tried to stop multitasking. And Mm -hmm. so I have become, I have become, you know, cause I know it's like, what do you have to be? I have become a little bit more disciplined, but I think that is my goal is to be even more disciplined because I've seen the benefit of, you know, if I do this for two hours, if I do this for another two hours, get this done another two hours, I'm already that person that can get a lot of stuff done. So by me being extremely disciplined, and, you know, amazing with my time management. Like, I don't like to say that I'm a robot, but I'm kind of like a vending machine. Like when I get literally. going, I'm, I'm literally that, like those gifts that are just like those animals that are yeah. hitting the boards, you know what You're I mean? You're in your zone. Yeah. My zone. So to continue to be disciplined so that I can, I think I just will be so much further ahead in the year if I can continue to be even more disciplined understanding that I am that spontaneous person that sometimes like wants to go here and wants to go here and then I have ideas about this and I have ideas about this so yeah it's it's um being like less scattered brained and stuff like that you know I'm a Virgo so my mind is always going right yeah yeah yeah. we can't help it less scatterbrained some of these things though I honestly think that they benefit me to a certain degree but then they They also you know so I it's just finding agree. a balance, I guess. I want to be balanced. And maybe mm-hmm. it's not so much, you know, losing my spontaneous side, going here to here to there. And maybe it's not so much losing my scatterbrain. It's just understanding, you know, when can my scatterbrain be scattered? And when, you know, when can I be like spontaneous with all my ideas, looking all over the place? And then when do I have to be disciplined? 
So mm -hmm. it's understanding, you know, maybe it's not, not that you have to give up certain qualities about yourself because yeah. that's who I am, you know, yeah. coming up with a million one thoughts and ideas all the time, yeah. but it's just understanding like being, being balanced, I guess, with the qualities that, you know, you might not be able to get rid of, but the yes. qualities, you know, you need to be and become uh, in order to get to that next level. So I think I'm going to be balanced and, and figure and be disciplined, but also figure out what that means. Cause I, I like the little quirky sides of myself that, you know, <laughs> But we do have to be a certain way to get what we want. It's 100% facts. No, I love that. You're definitely going to find your ebbs and flows and it will work out for you. Yes. I but truly just believe that. Yoga on that one then. Yeah. <laughs> some, yoga, some meditation and then I'll let you know, uh, you know, what I have to be. Girl, to especially in the 30s, yoga, I don't know if you really got a choice. <laughs> the, one, the way the body be cracking now when I get up from the couch, I'm like, dear Lord. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's very true. I really, I, th I didn't really think like, you know, when you hear like close to your thirties, these stuff be happening. I'm like, I thought it was just in the movies or friends Same. just talk and laugh. And now it I'm is just not like, a drill. <laughs> it is not a drill for real. For yeah. real. Uh, <laughs> so earlier on way back in the conversation, uh, we started talking about our ideal client. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm going to squeeze you a little bit for a little bit of free game, but I will say this, you know, some of my clients that I speak with, like I try to explain to them now because I've taken the courses, you know, you listen to the gurus and the whole thing at one point, you know, Chandel, I'm sure, you know, everyone was saying you need to draw your ideal client um, and you're having all these things to her, you know? So before mine's was like this girl, she's earning about like 1500 or less, and she's working and she hasn't quite left work yet. And like, those are some of the traits of like my ideal client, right? Okay, now when I, I've learned and I'm not trying to lie to anybody, I'm trying to express to my clients as well, scratch that, forget that. It's a world now where there's they, them, LGBTQI, there's so much going on. So what I need you to do right now is focus on the feeling you want to leave people with. How do you want them to feel? Am I crazy? You are not crazy. <laughs> and I think it does depend on our level of like consciousness of like what way we want the world and marketing to go in truthfully and the way yeah. companies to be operated in so I think that does also sometimes come down to like a core value of your own yeah. which does speak a lot of volume um you know because your your background in wanting to do this is to be inclusive for everybody everyone basically. exactly you know it's like but the products aren't always going to be for everybody I do understand what marketers get in saying that uh but I like your perspective of this because I'm a huge fan of Rihanna and you know the way Rihanna has gone about building her business. Um, so anybody that mentions wanting to, you know, not exactly play on like you know, let's do this women's thing, let's do this you know men's thing. I've 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 made the mistake to do that years ago, and I've moved away from it to understand that like these avatars, like male, female, you know the genders and stuff, we won't really go there. But that's not just all that is out here in terms of exactly. existing, in terms of honoring people's experiences and stuff in this lifetime. Exactly. Um, and everybody does need access to certain services and things like that. So if, you know, if you can design something that takes out the gender, then by all means, 
you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think that the ideal avatar has, has changed entirely over the years. You know what I mean? I think um, it's not the same, like in terms of people saying like, oh, this person hangs out on club on LinkedIn, they're probably not going to hang out on Instagram. If this person Mm -hmm. hangs out on LinkedIn, they're probably not going to hang out on TikTok because why is a business professional going to be on TikTok, right? Like those are kids doing dance moves, but not true. People on LinkedIn are on TikTok. People on LinkedIn are on, on Instagram. So even the avatar is also telling people to like find where your ideal client is and go there, you know, but we're all, we all have an omnipresence now, right? So when a marketing coach tells you to do that, it's like, should I go to all of these places that these people? So omnipresence is something I recommend, you know, it's being present across multiple platforms and having that cohesiveness, you know, so no matter where you're found, it's very similar and all cohesive. Everybody understands who you are and what you do and who you help. Um, you know, but it's, it's difficult. Not all small business owners can be as present on all platforms. Maybe they don't want, you know, just a little bit of information somewhere that just doesn't represent them well. They want it to be fully done. So they don't get that extra place, um, uh, over on LinkedIn, like that real estate as everybody calls it. Right. Um, so I think ideal customer, you know, you're building your customer avatar, Um, like I was saying, the best way I think to do it is really gear it towards who you want to work with and also actually towards, um, how much money you want to make, you know what I mean? Cause that could play a very big difference in who you're attracting and how many clients you need to get and stuff like that. So I'm more of like a numbers person, like a data person. I like to start with the end and really understand looking at how, if this is what my goal is, how am I going to get there? And, you know, understanding the steps that it's going to take to get there. And even though your ideal um, customer avatar is one of them, I think a lot more goes into customer avatar because when I've done it the way that most people teach, you know, 16 to to 25, (laughs) they wear the color red. They like ice cream. They drink Tim Hortons. I, you know, that has, uh, that has not worked out for me. So I have to make it very personal in terms of who am I trying to work with? You know, I, I, my current, my current, um, offers a 12 week retainer. Right. And it usually gets extended. So I'm going to like you to work with you for 12 weeks. Yeah. Facts, facts. And <laughs> that is a great way process at this point, you know? So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm searching at the places where my avatar is, you know, the, the age group, the income that they earn. Of course, I understand those thresholds, you know, yes. but I'm more so focused on who am I willing to work with? And at what capacity? What does that person that. look like? Where do they hang out? Straight. You know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. <laughs> I do love that. Um, if you could just kind of explain um, why you've chosen to focus mostly on Shopify and Clavio email campaigns. Yeah, it's a. I love that you asked me that question because uh, I think Clavio is a very new software. It's a year and a little bit old. I actually was not aware that I was one of the first users of Clavio. I just was doing my email, my digital marketing thing, playing with somebody's Shopify. And I had seen Clavio as one as one of the add-ons. So I added it on, started playing with the software and I had used it for the whole year. And then I got a notification. So like, oh, it's our first year anniversary. I'm like, this software is only a year old. Yeah. Yeah. Like how long 
been using it like at least nine, you know, 10 months. So I was really surprised to find out that it was a new software given how amazing it is, you know, in terms of business owners being able to understand truly what's going on, not only in their email marketing, but also in their Shopify store. Um, It's so advanced. It can literally predict the next time somebody's potentially going to purchase from your store. So, you know, I can show different people, different things, similar to how email marketing, I would say, you know, I could really get custom with listeners, video lovers, you know, just really getting that specific nitty gritty. What does this person want to see? You know, what type of an email are they going to open? You know, what does the, uh, the subject line have to say for this people to open all of those good things is basically predicted by Clavio. They have so much reporting features. Like I said, understanding your numbers. It's just a powerful software. I couldn't even believe that it was a year old. I'm yeah. afraid of what it can potentially become if the they next five years. Yes. Like if they have any more advancements, I don't even know what they would add to it to even make it better. Like mm-hmm. it is good. I stand by it. A lot of people always ask me the difference of MailChimp to Clavio. Uh, I say 100% you want to go with the place that's going to give you the most data, especially if you have that available. Um, so I am biased. Sorry, MailChimp. MailChimp is good for other purposes. Yeah. Um, lots of purposes you know everything serves a purpose on the internet That's it does yeah you, know, you need it for one feature you need this for another feature and then you end up signing up for everything everything uh, <laughs> yes it was so true <laughs> yes you said up signing for everything um but Clavio, i think is probably going to be all e-commerce or anybody that's selling merch or just honestly even service providers can use Clavio if they um, get smart it is dominant to um, have Shopify integrate with Clavio. It does serve Shopify the best. Um, it also serves, you know, other e-commerce sites, but I'm also biased when it comes to Shopify. I tell everybody to switch over to Shopify. I'm a fan of the data. So I don't care wherever anybody else's website's on that integrates with Clavio. Mm-hmm. I want to work with Shopify. Um, yeah, so it's it's just the best platform for business owners and everybody that can figure out a way to make Clavio work for them. You're going to get the most amount of information. Uh, also, there's things like, you know, the iOS updates that people discuss, you know, the Android updates and stuff like that. Um, it plays a big part in digital marketing when it comes to, you know, paid ads. It plays a yeah. big part when it comes to people opening emails. Um, so oftentimes you think a bunch of people are opening your emails. But what you don't know is that if somebody's opening it on an Android, it's likely showing that, or sorry, even if somebody's not opening it on an Android, but is just receiving your email, it'll actually show as a open. So it's messing with a lot of people's data and people don't fully understand that the, that's something that the iOS update, you know, has messed with. Yeah. Um, You think you're getting high open rates and you're really not. It's just a bunch of Android users that are uh, receiving your email. Very big difference. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, I understand those post iOS update things to make sure that, you know, that's not affecting what it is that we're doing. And that's through Clavio. I'm not sure if you can do it through MailChimp. I just haven't tried. Um, but Clavio has a huge support yeah. system, huge academy. Like I'm never that person's like, oh, you can only learn from me. Huge academy um, for Clavio in terms of being able to figure it out for yourself, how to set it up. You know, if you can't afford at the moment to pay myself, you have to go to learn it for yourself. You know, YouTube yeah. University, acceptance yep. <laughs> from Clavio. So yeah. everything you need to know, start to finish, 
as advanced as you want to get, you can learn it yourself um, without even learning anything from me. So that's what I like about it is it's bridging the gap from small businesses having to pay digital marketers, which I shouldn't, I shouldn't be too happy about, yeah. but uh, I do okay. think that they have to be, yeah, I'm like, they're taking my job from me, but um, just having something that is so willing to give that information for free, not exactly. only just for marketers, but for actual small business owners and stuff like that. There's no better customer support and Shopify is just lit. So many people are making yeah. so much from it. I was scared of e-commerce before, but really? I was scared of e-commerce. Yeah. For a long time. And I should have just known that that was like my sweet spot because I spent years in retail. Yeah, you're, I would expect, and I, I'm paying nothing but fruition for you over that side. Cause you should be making bank over there. Yeah. It's yeah. beautiful. E-commerce is beautiful. A lot of, uh, I've been lucky to work with, you know, multiple six figure clients through e-commerce. So to see what they're capable of, well, also what my emails are capable of helping support those numbers. uh, I'm just like, okay, when I have a product, I'll let you know. (laughs) E-commerce is a lot of money left on the table in that world. It seems oversaturated. It is, but there's a lot of money. If you can, if you know brands, you can build a brand. And your network isn't always the same as, I'll never forget, you know, a female that, you know, I offered her, she kind of asked me for something, but it was one of those situations again, where, as I said, the pricing is different, but what I can offer you is kind of this, you know, and um, at the time, I think downtown world was sitting somewhere around like 5k or something. And um, I think her platform had had around the same and her response to me was, you know, well, you have this and I have this. So um, like, what's the difference? And I was like, not to be rude. Like in my mind, I was just like, you know what? I'm not even going to fathom this with a response because if I have to explain to you that your 5,000 is not the same as my 5,000, then like, all right, girl, go with God. So (laughs) a lot of people underestimate, um, the network and repurposing content, you know, and how important it is, like you said, not everyone that watches the podcast, listens to the podcast, not every person that gets their, updates for me via Twitter is not the same people that get their updates for me via Instagram. God bless you guys that follow me on everything, but yeah. the audiences are different on each platform for me. So definitely um, high of high importance, um, yeah. understanding your network. I will, um, before I let you go, I'm sorry, I know I'm over time. Last question before I let you go is, you know, it is Black History Month and I love my Black people, you know, Black History Month. I'm not even rocking makeup I'm going fresh face I'm embracing the skin I'm in you know and this thank you love and it's huge for me because I love to like put on a face when I can so (laughs) definitely just said you know what let me give my skin a little bit of break it's been working lovely on me why not give it give it a go we don't spend all this money on Dermalogica yeah right (laughs) but but not an ad but um you know not an ad so you know being a black creator and being in this space and so much is going on social media especially here in Toronto for us seeing so many things I just want to ask you Chantal what is something that you would you know put as a word of advice out there for black entrepreneurs and creators just based on what you're seeing in the environment right now yeah um that's actually a heavy one to end off with uh because you know, I do that, don't I? You know, embracing your skin, and you Thank do you. look. Well, I have a little bit of makeup on right now, so girl. You're gorge. 
Got the hair. That's working for me. You know what? What nothing else is. This is. I can't. No, you have beautiful things. Stop this. <laughs> um, but as a black creator, you know, I think uh, what I could recommend for others, um, and I think it's going to be different for everybody because right now, I think all black creators and, you know, I'm, I'm very much so brown as well. Uh, yes. so that, um, I think right now it's going to be different for everybody because we're seeing a lot on the news and in our city, uh, for the people that are in T- Toronto specifically and Canada as a whole, there's a lot happening. Right. Yeah. Um, and black and brown people feel differently. Yeah. And we're still all black and brown. Yeah. You may want to go here. I may not want to ever support that. You may want to go do this. I may not want to do this. And we're both black or brown. Yeah. Um, so I think I would not pose my bias on everybody and yeah. just tell people to, you know, do whatever feels best for them because I don't think we're always going to all agree on, you know, what's happening in the city, what's happening in the world with you know the pandemic i think that's been very divisive uh in the city in the country right now okay uh, you know so sometimes i don't even think i don't even know what other black and brown people are thinking so Thanks. you know because we all are different people no matter what um so no matter what anybody is thinking you know i would just say to the those people is just take care of yourself during this time whatever that means to you because I know for myself, you know, I've been quite triggered over the last little while, like specifically this weekend. And yep. I've been navigating, um, you know, certain things like safety and my safety and my friend's safety and, you know, my relationships, you know, because there's a lot of difference of opinion yeah. um, in terms of my immediate circle, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so it has become even more and more difficult. You know, you just hope for the best that, you know, your relationships that are meant to be are going to be um, and that people will respect certain boundaries you have to put up when you are trying to take care of yourself. You know what I mean? A a big thing for me has been um, pressing mute. I don't have to unfollow you, but I will mute you. One of my favorite tools. A lot of everybody is muted. I don't know what in your life and I don't want to know because I love you, but I can't see it. Yeah. And so I think one word of advice, use the mute button right now. Yes. Important tool. Um, I think also, you know, we have a responsibility like to be a good friend to our friends, you know, and, and let them know maybe when they've hurt us or when maybe they're not being as understanding uh, about why you maybe feel the way that you are currently, you know, because there's just so much different misinformation and information everywhere right now, you know, but just yeah. everybody feeling differently. So I just hope that, you know, people can work through their relationships and stuff like that without them going to shits and stuff yeah. for myself, because yeah. there is a difference of opinion. There's been a lot going on in Canada. And I just hope that, you know, everybody can get the kind of like closure or the response that they need from people when they're maybe trying to let somebody know that, you know, I didn't appreciate this or, you know, I don't want to go support this for this reason. You know what I'm talking about? There's just so much going on in our city. So I just hope that people can come to understandings. And I ain't supporting it either, but I hear you, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
controversial topic. That's why. No, I know. We don't have to get it. I just seen your story and I'm like, I stand. Yeah. Thank you. Um, It's been a very difficult time to navigate. I've actually put together like a little support group of, um, you know, people of color to come together where it's just about four to 10 of us, you know, so that because sometimes when people tell you that you're wrong in a situation that involves, you know, your experience as a black or brown person, um, like I don't agree, you know, it's like, what don't you agree with my feelings? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Um, so it's been a very hard uh a hard time I think for black and brown people that are in support of certain things and not in support of certain things like the world is just literally crazy it's hard to navigate what is true and what's not true what's conspiracy what is you know big pharma getting a one-up on us like you know we I mean I don't personally know I don't have those connections to know as much research as we all do as much as we see on social, we understand that, you know, algorithms are showing us certain things as well that's contributing to this like divide. Um, so I would just say, take care of yourself, mute whatever you need to mute. You know, we do have that responsibility to, to kind of maintain our friendships that have existed for so long that we do cherish and we don't want to have this ruin, you know, our relationship, but also, you know, take care of yourself. Like if you do need to kind of set that boundary and say, listen, like we can't, we're not here anymore we used to be and this is the like you don't even have to explain yourself at a certain point you know it's like it's unfortunate but you know you may have to kind of cut certain ties when you don't want to you know based off of just being able to you know honor your experience and not have people make you think that you're crazy 1000% so Chandel I would love if you could let everyone know if how what is the best way to get in contact with you um and how you prefer to be contacted (laughs) yeah Uh, so I don't keep my um, calendar public so my calendar is private anybody would need to email or dm me uh you could use my first and last name uh, shandelshand at at gmail.com almost said hotmail so shandelshand at gmail.com I haven't had a hotmail since right forever yeah (laughs) I don't know where that came back it was like a flashback um, and then you could contact me on my social media. I mean, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on TikTok, I'm pretty omnipresent. So you could just type in my name and just find me about anywhere. You can Google me. Um, but yeah, I'm always, I'm always open to anybody, you know, having a conversation with me in the DM, ask me to explain or clarify anything that we might have talked about in this uh, conversation. And I always have free things in my Instagram bio. So you could go sign up for my newsletter or also for a free checklist for an email campaign in my bio. I love that. I wanna say thank you so much, Queen, for just sharing your light with me today and giving so much fruit and just really being present. You know, It's so beautiful, as I said, for people to see women like yourself, having that nerd talk knowing what they're talking about and just knowing that we're out here and you are not alone like there are bad she's like Chandel Shan out here that can get you up and stuck okay so I want to say thank you queen so much for coming and hanging out hanging out with me today and not wasting any time with negativity you ate fruit minded your business for sure and I want to say thank you to you guys at home don't forget to like share subscribe tap into this account um don't flood Chandel but definitely let her know how much we appreciate her and love her okay <laughs> thank you I'm your girl Kate and I want you guys to have a beautiful week downtown Kate